Hi, this is Steve Nerlich from Cheap Astronomy. Why, 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 why Cheap Astronomy? Yeah, why? And this is Dear Cheap Astronomy, episode 63, Hot Air. Given this is an astronomy podcast, you may have already put two and two together to deduce this episode is going to be about Venus. Which is true, although it's also going to be about ballooning. Because, why not? Dear Cheap Astronomy, is there a new Venus mission coming? Yes, although not before 2026, and quite possibly not before 2030. It's currently called Venera D, where the D stands for what we'll pronounce as Dolgo Zivushaya, which means long-lasting in Russian, and probably isn't pronounced anything like that. It's the first mission to Venus led by the Russian Federation, since all the other Venera missions were led by the Soviet Union. The mission's objectives are to investigate Venus's atmosphere, from orbit, on the way down, and on the surface, as well as analysing some surface material. Venus has a similar size to Earth, and has a similar composition, but it's closer to the Sun, and rotates very slowly, once every 243 Earth days, and it rotates the wrong way, or perhaps due to an ancient impact event. So even though Venus has a molten iron-nickel core, much like Earth, its lack of spin means it has no appreciable magnetic field. So even though it might have started out with an atmosphere similar to Earth, and perhaps even with liquid water on its surface, the lack of a magnetosphere has meant the solar wind literally blew away much of the contents of its early atmosphere, but left the greenhouse gas carbon dioxide behind. And the hotter things got, the more carbon dioxide was leached from surface rocks, which made everything get even hotter, and so on and so forth, and hence the term runaway greenhouse effect. There's still some uncertainty about whether the ongoing production of carbon dioxide is from hot rocks, or whether most of it actually comes from active volcanoes. It's likely Venus has a lot more volcanoes than Earth does, since it doesn't have water-lubricated plate tectonics that enables a steady outflow of magma from mid-ocean ridges on Earth. Venus's atmosphere is about 97% carbon dioxide and 3% nitrogen. The clouds of sulfuric acid you hear about are pretty much just that, clouds, representing a tiny proportion of the overall gas mix of the atmosphere. But unlike carbon dioxide or nitrogen, those sulfuric clouds are opaque and completely obscure the surface. The atmospheric dynamics of Venus are unusual too. Due to the planet's very slow rotation, it's almost like it's tidally locked, with one face in constant sunlight and the other not. So gas on the sunlit side expands, pushing gas from the hot side to the cold side, and creating a phenomenon called superrotation, where a planet-scale wind moves the atmosphere around the planet much faster than the planet itself is moving. We think this superrotation mainly occurs in the upper layers of Venus's atmosphere, while further down the temperature is more uniformly hot around the light and dark sides of the planet. 
So down below, there's probably more vertical rotation, where hot gas rises from the surface and then cools and falls back down again. And there's also an ongoing planetary loss of gas from Venus's ionosphere in the form of an invisible stream that's always pointing away from the Sun, kind of like the tail of a comet. The gas that's lost is mainly charged ions of hydrogen and oxygen, and that's mainly in a 2 to 1 ratio, which explains how Venus has lost all its water, but kept all its neutrally charged carbon dioxide. So there's lots of interesting stuff to investigate on Venus. There are a few details available yet on the spacecraft itself, which is still largely a plan on paper. It's looking like NASA may join up to get some science instruments on the lander and possibly even load up VAMP, the Venus Atmospheric Maneuverable Platform, which would detach from Venera D on the way down and then fly around Venus's upper cloud layers by virtue of having wings, propellers and a balloon. VAMP would stay in the Goldilocks zone between 40 and 60 kilometres altitude where temperatures and pressures roughly match Earth at sea level. As well as observing the atmosphere's dynamics and analysing its chemistry, VAMP would also look for biosignatures. Given the likely absence of water, finding Venusian life does seem like a long shot, but that's no reason not to look. This is the middle bit. To seek out new life is always a good tagline for a space mission. And while there are some good reasons for thinking that life will need water, because it's a universal solvent and, you know, Earth, we could still be surprised, since the only life we know about is on Earth. Venus is certainly a hothouse, which could be conducive to some kind of life we've never seen before. After all, when we do find alien life we can be pretty confident it will be something we've never seen before. But now for some more hot air. Dear Cheap Astronomy, what do you think about balloon missions? A balloon is an encapsulated space that has less density than the surrounding medium. Hence, in a gravity field, it will rise upwards displaced by denser air that's being pulled downwards in the gravity field. So, for example, in Earth's atmosphere, you can have balloons filled with hydrogen or helium, or just with hot air, since the hot air in the balloon expands more than the air outside the balloon, and so is less dense than the air outside the balloon. The altitude that the balloon rises to is partly about the differential density and pressures of the gas inside the balloon and outside the balloon, but it's also about the mass of the balloon and the mass of its payload, for example a gondola that's full of people or full of scientific instruments. But anyway, in a nutshell, for a balloon to work, it's got to be full of a gas that's less dense than the gas that's outside. This means that on Venus, a balloon that's full of Earth's air could itself float, since Earth's air is far less dense than Venus's air. So people could potentially float through Venus's cloud tops in a capsule filled with breathable air, as long as you got the balance of the spacecraft's mass and the balloon's buoyancy. 
If you did get that right, your balloon could float within Venus's Goldilocks zone at around 40 to 60 kilometres above the surface, where the temperature and the atmospheric pressure are about the same as they are at sea level on Earth. And if you did want your balloon to carry a more massive vehicle, or carry more people, you could put a hydrogen or helium balloon on top, where helium is usually your better choice, since it won't explode. This extra buoyancy probably will be needed on Venus, since you'll need to carry a lot of radiation shielding in the upper atmosphere, at least if you decide to balloon on the sunlit side. Venus does have an ionosphere, but the absence of a magnetosphere means you're mostly unprotected from solar radiation. On the bright side, though, the albedo, that is, the reflective nature, of Venus's upper cloud layers means you could put solar panels on the top and the bottom of your balloon craft, as both sides would collect about the same amount of energy. And if balloons on Venus sound like science fiction, we did actually launch two balloons in Venus's atmosphere, on the dark side, back in 1985. The two Vega probes deployed helium-filled balloons at an altitude of 50 kilometres above the surface. Despite finding themselves in an acid-laced atmosphere with hurricane-like winds, both balloons lasted for about two days, over which time they both travelled about one-third of Venus's circumference. It's speculated that on Mars, with its very thin atmosphere, which is about 1% of the pressure of Earth's atmosphere, you can actually use a balloon with a vacuum inside. This would be hard to manage on Earth, because the surrounding atmospheric pressure would quickly crush an encapsulated vacuum, unless the container that held it was rigid enough to prevent that collapse, in which case the container itself would become too heavy to float. But on Mars, with its low atmospheric pressure, the right balance can be achieved with a very lightweight balloon capsule, also assisted by Mars having only 40% of the surface gravity that Earth or Venus has. There are plans, at least on paper, to build Zeppelin-styled vacuum float ships on Mars. To carry a payload, like a human crew and passengers, those balloons would need to be about the size of traditional Zeppelins, and they would have solar panels, at least on their top surface, that powered pumps to maintain the almost vacuum within those balloons. So, pump out the atmosphere and you go up, let some back in, and you go down. Given all the balloon physics we've mentioned, you can probably guess that one place you can't have a balloon is on the moon, since there's no appreciable atmosphere that could displace a balloon full of anything or a balloon full of nothing. But on other moons that do have an atmosphere, like, you know, Titan, you could just apply the hot air balloon concept which will be particularly effective in a very cold atmosphere like Titan's. After all, for a hot air balloon to work, it just has to hold air that's a bit hotter and hence less dense than the surrounding air. And on Titan, the surrounding air has a temperature of about minus 200 degrees Celsius, so just adding a modicum of warmth to a balloon full of that air would give you plenty of lift. This is the end bit. So, 
There you go. The physics of ballooning can work anywhere where there's an atmosphere, and it doesn't have to involve hot air, although it often will. Of course, in most places where you can float a balloon, you can probably fly a helicopter too. The choice of technology depending on what your mission is out to achieve. But that's it for another episode of Dear Cheap Astronomy. If you've got a space science question, or you just want to float an idea or two, why not write to cheapastro at gmail.com and let us fly a recce for you. Thanks for listening. Steve Nerlick, Cheap Astronomy.